Hi, I'm Graham Lasso, and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat with Chris, Craig and Brady. Welcome to the Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat pod. On today's pod, we review our first win of the season against Luton. We have our weekly checkup on the temperatures of the players. We're going to preview our midweek second round Carabao Cup match against AFC Wimbledon. And Brady and I are going to battle it out in the quiz as Craig takes the mantle of the ESCR quiz master for the pod. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my brother Craig. How are we doing, Craig? Doing good. Ready to ready to be quizmaster for the day. Uh, yeah, big uh, big shoes to fill. And uh, our good friend Brady. How you doing, Brady? Well, life gives and it takes away. You know, I'm not the quizmaster anymore for this week. But Chelsea won three 0 so that's life. Good and the bad, rough and the smooth. <laughs> yeah, may- maybe you'll be. Uh... Reinstated next week. Who knows? Well, no, no promises, mate. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how Craig gets on. Pressure's yeah. on. I'm, fe- I'm feeling confident. Ooh. Yeah, big, big, big talk. We'll see. Nothing suggests that he's bottled it after going two 0 down to me in the head-to-head. But <laughs> we'll leave that alone. <laughs> Stats speak for themselves. Um, speaking of winning, uh, Chelsea have done themselves a favour and got themselves a win. Uh, three points for the Blues. On Friday night, under the lights, at the bridge, um, it was a game where I think Chelsea dominated with 67% possession. Um, we created in the match 2.2 expected goals to Luton 0.4 um, and eight shots on target out of 19 for the Blues and just the one save for Robert Sanchez. How do we feel that the game went yesterday, guys? Let's, let's discuss. Sanchez with with one save taking his tally for the season to four, <laughs> four saves. It's, it was um, almost like he was slapping a fly. <laughs> it was actually a really good save, to be fair, because it it got deflected up on him from from pretty close range. But yeah, it was a, it was a strange technique he used. But yeah, the the game in general re- really dominant. I know um, we've got a lot of injuries at the moment, and I, I know a lot of fans wanted to to see a different formation or see a few more attackers on. I thought the the structure and setup of the team was really good and sort of suited the opponent we're playing against. Luton tried to play out with a lot of long balls. Um, Dezassi, Silva and Colwell won a lot of headers and, and, and retained possession for us in, in those spots. So, yeah, I thought the the setup was good. I thought we were dominant. I thought we created a lot. Um, we had a bit of a lull, 25 minutes to 45 minutes. But apart from that, really, really good and feel positive. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was the first 20 minutes. I think we had six shots. And I think there's a bit of a lull. There's a bit of sloppiness that came into the team. Uh, you know, more giveaways on a Saturday night TV programme. Giving it away all the time. I'm not sure. And actually gave Luton a little bit of confidence. And he almost thought, might go 1-1 here. But once I think you saw the difference in the managers. I mean, half-time, I think Poch must have given a bit of a grilling or a bit of positive reinforcement. And second half, I mean, we had so many shots on target, so many chances. And some of the goals, I mean... Last year it was kind of like flat, flat prosecco football, but this year the champagne, this game, the champagne football was back. I mean, all the goals were fantastic. Uh, we'll talk about Sterling later, I'm sure, and the temperatures. But 
Sterling giving you Hazard vibes for the first goal. I mean, wonderful goal. And the third goal where Enzo popped it over the top and then that one-time half volley into the box and Nick Jackson with the, you know, uh, t- talking about Jogba in terms of Jogba scored in his third game against the promoted team. So was Nick Jackson. I mean, it was great. And just a re- the, quali- the quality was there. I mean, last week I put the attack in the freezer. Sometimes you've got to give the carrot and give the stick. I gave them the stick and they responded. and. We had two XG and we scored three goals, and that's what I'm looking for. So, yeah, very happy of the very happy with the result. I thought the performance could be better at times, but overall, very, very good and very happy. Let's start with the first half. the The opening, I guess, 17 minutes. Well, just before the goal, thought very fast start. Chelsea registered five shots, one on target. How do we think the the kind of first sort of 17 minutes was it the I think if we compare it to Liverpool it was kind of chalk and cheese what do you think Craig? Yeah I thought the the pressing and the intensity was there for the first 15 minutes and that's what we expected after pre-season that that Liverpool game to be like and it wasn't like that and yeah we we came out all guns blazing against Luton so that, that was fantastic to watch gets the fans going as well I mean Friday night and a few people had had a few beers the atmosphere in the ground was really really good anyway um, but it really got everyone going and uh, yeah it's, it's what we expect to see and, and we didn't see it at all last season and yeah this this season hopefully we will and, and that was a good start Yeah and then clearly we had a, a fantastic moment in the game which will be talked about maybe for the rest of the season in terms of individual brilliance and that was Raheem Sterling's goal um, probably one of the easiest assists of the season for Malo Gusto, who just sort of passed the ball about five yards, and then <laughs> Sterling did the rest. He cut in, went past two guys on the on the left hand side, straight into the box with a fantastic little shimmy, and then took the ball just on on his left foot, and then drilled it into the bottom left hand corner from the right side of the six yard box. Really, really brilliant individual goal. Sort of shades of Hazard, if you'd like. Yeah, um, in terms of a goal you might expect from him. I mean, yeah, I haven't seen a goal. I can't remember seeing a goal like that for a few years. I mean, you talk about an easy assist. It was like Aspilicueta's when he tapped it to Hazard for that Liverpool away Carabao Cup game where he just put it through um, yeah. Reyna's legs and smashed it in. It was the easiest. I actually had Malo Gusto on my FPL team, so he got two assists and a clean sheet. Some bonus, so that was lovely for the ESCI FPL league. <laughs> yeah, Me I too. mean, it was just a sort of like the Gallagher deflected shot in against Brighton and the headers. I just haven't seen a goal like that for ages. And the thing with Sterling is he's, we're often, he's often criticised for taking a bit too long, maybe. But this time it actually helped him because I think he, he shaped his shoot and then he just delayed it a bit more and found the space. And there were so many bodies to go through and he just rolled it in the far corner. And yeah, I mean, Sterling was fantastic and haven't really seen a goal like that in a while. Boys, do you know the last time we scored three goals at home? Wolves. Wolves. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I was thinking it was ages ago, but I'm the, to be fair to Graham, we did get three goals at home, so that's probably one of the only good things he did. But yeah, Wolves at home. <laughs> we did we did that bit of trivia at half time actually uh, in the in the lobby or whatever of the stadium. I did, I did think the uh, the answer was very quick, so fair yeah, enough. Yeah. <laughs> St- Sterling's been fantastic the last. Uh, two games and what he's really started to do is really really drive and 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 create things in the last third try and take people on um i think he's been given that confidence through maybe the manager or just a a new lease this season of of intensity and freshness i I know i said he was looking really really fit and and 
in preseason, even if the performances weren't there. Um, he lost the ball a lot, but I, I did think he was looking in great shape. And you could see with the interview as well, post-match with Sky, where he talks about his focus this season and trying to focus solely on football, 24-7 football. And I, I just think he's, he's going to be such an important player for us this season. Yeah, I think we saw Sterling last week showing... He's kind of like building up a little bit. I thought in the first game against Liverpool, he was driving forward and then, I don't know, he didn't really take much responsibility. In the second game against West Ham, we saw a real increase in his speed. I think Antonio called him Sonic after the game, which is probably quite a good nickname for him, actually. Um, But we didn't see much shooting from him. He was very consistent with his driving forward and getting the ball in, crossing the ball in. This week, not as many crosses, but still the same amount of dribbles and a massive increase in shots. So, I think that's a really good point about Sterling taking more responsibility. I think that's a good word to, to describe about him because I think that's exactly true. He has taken more responsibility on his shoulders as one of the most important players, the attacking players in the team, Like if, especially the structure we're using. like It's really on him and get Jackson to, to do stuff up top. So yeah, I think that's a, a really good point. Yeah, it's nice to see him in... I think he's really strong in positions where he's facing the goal, almost. And like, he, he's not receiving the ball with his back to, you know, back to a defender. So, And then he, he seems to be really... He seems to have really improved his fitness from last season, that's for sure. Um, I think you'd probably say that of all the team, um, to be fair. Um, yeah, really good. So, after the Sterling goal, I think... Obviously, we started the game really well. Loads of shots. Sterling gets the goal. And then it really kind of tailed off a lot for us. I think if you look at the stats in the game, after the um, Sterling goal, Chelsea only had one shot um, from the 17th minute till half time. And that yeah. was Malo Gusto. Yeah. So, where do we think it went wrong, this sort of? I think they got on top and then I think they sort of maybe relaxed a little bit and gave Lewin a little bit of confidence. This team, I mean, I know this team, we're quite good at, like I said last week, like the boxing analogy. We're quite good at like just slightly letting teams back in the door. I mean, there are spells in games, even Man City do it, where they go on top and they have a little lull. But we just gave, not the I mean, Lewin generated 0.09 XG in the first half, so they barely had a kick in our, in our penalty area. But just a bit sloppy, like I said before. I think I say they were struggling a little bit first half. I think this game was a little bit the story of, um, I think the right-hand side was quite strong. But if you look at the foot mob stats for the first half, uh, you know, Cole Will was 6.8, Chilwell was 6.4, and Fernandez was 6.8. I think down the right was stronger. And I think the, down the left-hand side, we struggled a little bit in the first half. And I think maybe we just need a little bit of a reset to reset the tactics. And Because, you know, we are playing a system where Chilwell is playing this left midfield role and, you know, Paul will sort into left back, and um, yeah, I think it was difficult at times. But I think a little bit of a tactical readjustment, a bit and a bit of a confidence boost from uh, Poch in the in at half time really helped us. And the, the the second half was great. So, right, I'm going to call this shape the parallelogram shape, where Colwell we've got kind of the back four, if you like, very much edged towards the left hand side. CSER shapes. Yeah. <laughs> the pa- the power parallelogram, parallelogram, like and then the right hand side. This is like a year seven art lesson or math lesson. Art lesson, <laughs> <Dear> <laughs> me. 
I think it's Max, yeah. Um, and then the, the sort of front, it's, it's more triggered towards the right-hand side in the front. So it does seem to be a little bit strange the way where it's so congested towards the right. Yeah, I think the, the shape of the team looks really good uh, for the most part. I do think we're, we are focusing um, more attacks down the right, but I think that's fine. I don't think, you know, you have to be like uh, balanced with the way you attack it. You try and find a way that um, works with the players that you have. Um, and yeah, I thought definitely the left side and definitely Chilwell in that spot yesterday where, um, you know, he was playing probably a little bit too high and not really linking very well with Enzo and Colwell. In fact, every time Colwell got the ball, he sort of played it back to Silva or looked to find Caicedo midfield or Enzo. He didn't actually look to pass to Chilwell really at all. Um, so yeah, I, I think the definitely tactical was to focus on attacking down the right side. And, and like I said, I think that's fine. Second half was improved in terms of chance creation for us. Um, although it felt quite dodgy up to kind of the 70th minute, I thought Luton gave some really good energy in the second half and it was, we just couldn't find the goal really to push us on. We created some really good opportunities. Uh, I think there's a bit of a PTSD from last season where I think if City were playing this game and, you know, Luton had that one chance where Sanchez did that sort of karate chop to save it. It was quite a good save actually, like Craig said, because I think that would have gone over Kepa's head because it skidded and I think it actually accelerated. Because um, it came off the underside, I can't remember of the defender. I think it might have been Dzazi. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a bit of PTSD. I think at one 0 we we're basically completely in control. But when it was two 0 it was a real relief around the ground because I think there was that kind of like, oh, we're not going to give away. Because especially after the first two games where and West Ham um, in the first half last week, where we kind of let them back into the game two 0 the game over, and there was a real relief, and the shackles were off after that. And I think this game will actually be. When you look at it from a start perspective, this is a, this this hopefully will become a routine home win for us. It feels like a huge win because we haven't won in so long in the league. But these will be the routine home wins. But they they breed confidence, and I think it'll unlock the shackles a bit for some games coming up. We've got Nottingham Forest next, which is a similar type of game, a bit of a tougher game, obviously. But I just think there's just a bit of a hangover from last season in terms of mentality. Like, oh, here we go again. We can't score. And once we did, I think that was sort of eliminated. And you know, new, new aura new manager and uh, yeah it was new energy sort of thing oh yeah it was definitely very nervy in the in the stands uh the start of the second half end of the first half start of the second half you could feel the energy being being nervous and yeah like you say it's just the, the hangover of the poor results and the desperation for a win and yeah that second goal was such a massive relief it was it was awesome it was a really well worked goal so the ball found its way out to malo gusto who for the first time in a long time didn't just hack it into the box a really precise pass into Sterling, which was really, really good to see, to be honest with you. And a fantastic finish from Sterling as well, who had just missed, I think, a really good chance um, previously where he had one and he kind of scuffed it across the um, front face of the box. Yeah, I mean, the second half, after the first five, ten minutes, we, we started really, really playing much better again, um, sort of. That lull, we, we needed half time, I think, for Posh to really to get into them a bit and just say, you know, the, the, the sloppiness and the lack of energy. I did think so we hit a rest phase at around 20 minutes and yeah, that lull dropped and then second half, the intensity picked up again. And, and yeah, the, the movement was there, the passing came back and, and yeah, I think the, the attacking play you can see is really starting to knit together. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the players, I guess, individually on uh, in temps, but I thought a few of them had really, really good games. Overall. I think 
I think also with the third goal, I mean, it's just Enzo just trying that sort of flick over. I mean, Enzo tries a lot of stuff, to be fair, even a nil-nil will still try flicks and through balls, but just that kind of flick over the top and Sterling just try and find in that uh, half volley across the box and Jackson there. It was just a free-flowing goal and you could tell by then like the team were flowing and yeah, I mean, hopefully we can just continue that and uh, although we've got really a completely new set of play, if it wasn't turgid and rigid and sort of forcing it in, there was some real flow to it and yeah, we looked like a good team. If you you know, if you didn't know that last season didn't happen, you say that we're definitely be top four, top three contenders the way that goal, goals are going in. So, wow. Um, so no, I just think I just think even though it's Luton, you could tell there was a good energy about the team and very good performances. So um, we haven't had that in a long time. And I think if we play like that we did against Luton, I think we'll we'll beat you know most top bottom half teams, especially at home. And I think we can have a really good home record this year. And even against Liverpool, where we were a bit up and down, we still gave them a really good game. And West Ham, we should have beaten as well. So. Pretty positive, so just happy to get the win. But the performances were there, but now we've translated into three points, and hopefully the confidence keeps rolling, and we can kind of just mentally all move on from last season. Awesome, and really good to see Nicholas Jackson getting on the score sheet as well with yeah. a, a fine yeah. goal, um, a real striker's goal, I would say. Yeah. Sort of, you know, ball comes in the air, and he's he's the first person to to latch on to it, stretching, sliding in, and really happy that he got the goal as well. Nice. Quick word on Luton, who came with uh, Ross the Boss Barkley um, in midfield. What do we think of Luton? I thought their fans actually were, were fantastic for, yeah, quick, for the game. Quick shout out to the fans of Luton, who I think were the best away fans we've had there for a long, long time. They're up there with Newcastle and United as like the, the best away fans we, in, that I've, we've seen at Stamford Bridge. Um, yeah, like I said, for a long, long time. Uh, Lots of energy. Didn't stop singing the whole the whole game. Three 0 down. They all stayed to the end. You know, Friday night. Three 0 down. Nine forty five p.m. It's easy to to pop off home back to Luton or whatever. It's a long journey back, but um, or decently long journey back, I guess. Uh, um, at that time, and yeah, it was just a uh, quick shout out to them, and and also the team uh, played. You know, it gave a good account of themselves for the most part in the game until uh, until it went. 2-0 down and then obviously it's very very hard from there. Yeah I mean obviously we're kind of privileged Chelsea fans who are in the Premier League every year. I mean you see that it just means so much to these teams to come up. I mean they've got 19 away days where it's going to have fun right and, and obviously Luton are odds on to go down and I think you'd say that most of their points will probably come at uh, Kenilworth Road because of well obviously they've got, they're doing the stadium at the moment but it's a really tight pitch it'll be like Bournemouth or something like that with a tight pitch and they can get results there. I think after they'll struggle away from home. They've already conceded seven goals in two games. But yeah, it's good, it's good to see and it's good vibes. And, you know, you do get some kind of lazy away fans or lazy fans in general who don't really shout and cheer the team. And yeah, it's good to see. And I think the Friday night game good, isn't it? It's good. It's good for the energy. It's always get, get, get a good atmosphere. Sky Sports are there. So yeah, it's good. Fair, fair play to them. Yeah, I thought they had some good players as well, I thought. Carlton Morris, number nine, I thought he was busy, energetic. Heath Chong, I think he's come from United. He yeah. won the most duels in the match. He was the most foul player. And then the guy, Isa Kabore as well, on the on the right, I thought he gave Ben Chilwell a lot of nightmares. Three successful take-ons of four. So, yeah, a lot to be excited about from just Luton quick, point of view as well. Just a quick quick word on chips. Um, poor Ross Barkley, you've got demoted from number eight to number six. So... 
he took a free kick and he looked like he was a DM. He floated in. <laughs> so I thought uh, we were going to catch that one up in in his head. He practiced that in the in his bedroom or in his uh, in his lobby in his mansion somewhere, and it was going top corner. But yeah, it found uh, the night. Nearly found you boys at the top in the shed end. So um, yeah, not a great night for us, but fair, fair play to him. I knew as he was lining up, it was coming into our top tier. I knew it. Okay, let's move on to temperatures. Time to see whose form's on top, who's heating up, whose temperature's dropped, who's been playing well and who's not. It's freezing, warming up, boiling hot. Lovely. Right. Got uh, freezing cold to start with. I think the order is me to go first this week. Wow. I'm last, I think. Yeah, you're last. You uh, you ran out last week in the. I'll put uh, my feet up, boys. <laughs> in the freezer for me this week. Ben Chilwell. <laughs> wow. Ben Chilwell. That coming. And I tell you what, this has nothing to do with the fact I had some money on him to score a goal. <laughs> <laughs> Even if he did get through on goal and pass the ball for some random reason. You're still livid about that, huh? Absolutely (laughs) livid. (laughs) But I have to say in the game, I thought he was probably one of the weaker players um, on the pitch for us. I think that whole side was just, wasn't really doing anything, to be honest with you. Um, Not really the player to play in that position. I think wing back, left mid, I don't know. He just doesn't quite offer the same goal threat and danger to the opponents. And I think it was pretty evident in the first half that we kind of all the passing structures moved to the left and then nothing nothing could possibly happen because Chilwell's not really going to want 1v1 take someone on so then it goes all the way back to the right hand side and I think that was one of the struggles we had in the first half um, and I just don't think he was offering enough and obviously when he did get in those positions for us he didn't really do anything so yeah I think he had one shot in the match 38 touches I mean, it's almost like the stats of a sub. I mean, he played 85 minutes, so wasn't been, really uh, involved. You've been chatting to Craig, bit of Chilwell hate, yeah? Been chatting to Craig 70% <laughs> pass accuracy as well. So, you know, lots. Yes. I think lots to be a little bit concerned about with that. You know, he pressed, how he's being used and how to get the best out of him. And I, he, pressed I the wrong, he, he pressed the wrong button on FIFA as well, didn't he, when he was through? <laughs> Well, yeah, 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 he thought the square button was the X button and pressed <laughs> it again. I, I don't know what he was thinking. I mean, I, I'm a left footer. But even the left footed union, his body shape was a bit funny, but even the left footed union couldn't really uh, defend him there. I mean, that was terrible stuff. I think the, the game obviously focused down the, the right-hand side. Um, so it just left him yeah, a bit. He just ended up playing the ball more centrally every time he got it. Um, so yeah, he, I mean, he didn't have his best game. Obviously, you've got to put someone in the freezer and, and there wasn't many poor performances in the game on uh, on Friday night. I'll so, tell yeah. you what, I think, think it was more of a... You saw personality here. Like Craig's defending feel well, and Chris has put him in the freezer. <laughs> I think it's I think it's more like the absence of a performance than a good yeah. like than anything. Yeah, captain though of the side and uh, led yeah. as well. Yeah, I do like with Chilwell. I think yeah, I do, I do agree. To, he didn't have a great game. I do like you know when it's a celebration, he's he's there with the players. He's take, he, he can tell he takes with captains on responsibility. I mean. Let's be honest, with Reese's injury record, he might be captain quite a lot this year. So I think he might realise that. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think he had his best game. And But to be fair to him, he is kind of playing a position he's probably not used to. But, yeah, he, he, you say that, you know... I would say I, he's pretty used to left wing back, to be honest. 
But yeah, I think it's even more attacking though. But I think they were. I mean, Mudrik was injured, wasn't he? And you did imagine sometimes with Chilwell the the the, the areas he was taking up that Mudrik could have really uh, hurt the Luton, and especially in the second half, um, maybe down the left. Even though we were a good second half, but um, yeah, I didn't think he had his best game, but. Yeah, probably quite tough to pick a free this week after a 3-0 win to fair. So, yeah, fair enough. And just a shout out to Pochettino, who's out of the freezer for winning the game. He finally couldn't be put in the freezer after he won 3-0. It's kind yeah. of you. If it was 3-1, he would have stayed in there, but luckily we kept a clean sheet. Right, my freezer. In my freezer is Chris. <laughs> Chris, Chris is in me. the... <laughs> you, yeah. You're in the, in the freezer. freezer. So What's going on here? Pre-season, pre- you, you were saying you wanted Ian Matson starting ahead of him in this team. And I think Raheem Sterling's proved to a lot of people that he is not only one of our most influential players, but potentially our most influential attacker this season. So what, what do you have to say to defend yourself? Uh, I say he's, I say, I say he's probably been the only winger playing, so he's up against no one. Um, but yeah, I think he's been fantastic, and I have to say, I'm happy to take uh, the, the the L on the the Sterling shouldn't have started. I think he's been great. Don't think he was that good against Liverpool, um, in terms of influential. But he's definitely proven last two games that he's he's here for the season. He's going to make goals. He's going to create stuff. So yeah, I, I think I said in June. That the starting wingers are going to be Mudrick and Sterling this season. Um, I know you guys didn't agree with that, but I think that's still where I stand on it. Although I, I think, do think he was particularly poor in preseason, and yeah, it's difficult. But you know, fair enough. He's he's turned up now, so great job. Nice. First first time in the freezer. How do you feel? Um, yeah, <laughs> do some gloves. We could put some other people in the freezer for some other opinions, but I'll uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wait for those to come. So, well, this is it's a dangerous ground now, Craig. I've <laughs> opened a can of worms, putting one of us in the freezer. Everywhere I walk around the street, I'm gonna have an all face jacket and a woody hat, mate. I tell you, you better be ready. Yeah, I'll be ready. <laughs> have a hot water bottle. First time in the freezer, brutal, right? Brady, what have we got? I've got a bit of a fun freezer as well. Um, front, the freezer for me, it's lazy journalism. Potch was asked about, you know, the, the question where, you know, he said, who? Who? And, you know, I'm not going to say the journalists, but there's one journalist who works with Sirius FM and he needs to get serious. It just, you know, we've got good vibes. And some of these, I just, I'm very annoyed about punditry and journalism getting up, like, asked lazy questions. There's one from TalkSport, I think, Noose. So asked rubbish questions. You know, we're having we're having great vibes after the game, and people are asking about the fifth choice goalkeeper. Do you know who he is? Poor Potch. I mean, with the Melangsar reference, I mean he had enough to deal with, and I don't think Melangsar's even been a cobham. I just find some of the journalism in those post match press is terrible. You've got some fantastic journalists like Liam Tooney, um, the Zark and Feller. They refer to stats. They work for Chelsea. They basically don't work for Chelsea, but that's their main focus. And so many people just rolling up with these like rubbish questions. I've had enough of it. They're in the freezer. In the uh, freezer? Lazy journalism in the freezer? Yeah, absolutely. We've got some funny ju- freezers this week. But yeah, you can, the, the journalists, it might get a bit busy in there with Chris. But I, 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 <laughs> Chris, I don't know who Chris it is. Chris and Spy in the freezer. I'm sick of it. I mean, I know, Gra- I know Graham Souness is like retired now. But when he used to say, oh, yeah, Chelsea should get Willian back and all that. Just rubbish. Not, not low research. Don't know anything about the stats. 
it's two it's 1999 journalism get rid of real world and that's my little rant so yeah couldn't really put any players in the freeze this week because they all got i mean um Are they Sam- anyone who watched the match <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I actually thought someone was going to put Axel Jazazi in and I had a little defence for him, but I didn't put him in. Oh, so, I'll um, tell you what, he was close. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he way, was close. We, we, we put on our ESCRX, um, if you follow us at X at Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, we've got nearly 2,000 followers. If you, if you could uh, get behind the pod, that'd be great. We put on the pod that, you know, it's been a while since we've all got greens for the outfield players of football, but I mean, they all got 7.3 and over, so it's tough to put anyone in the freaks, to be honest. But um, for this week, it's a lady, There's a lot of focus about, you know, Poch not knowing what he's doing. Poor Poch, I mean, he's had to deal with about 300 players, for, you know, five sporting directors, you know, these American owners and all sorts. And he didn't, he, it doesn't matter about the fifth cup, you know, the, it matters about the players, but he, he can't know everything. So, yeah, fair enough. And I thought there was way too much focus on that. Poor questioning. So, yeah, not happy with that. <laughs> right, I'm going to go to warming up. Let's. Uh, my warming up this week is Conor Gallagher. Oh, nice! Wow. Um, I think when I watch the game, there are times in the game where Gallagher is doing things that if he if if his name was Moises Caicedo and he was signed yeah. for a hundred million, people would be going, "Oh my god, this guy's amazing!" Like this is why we paid loads of money for him. I think he's absolutely fantastic on the pitch, unsung hero of the team and the energy. Like him, him and Caicedo are the reason why we're seeing such a good performance from Enzo and like such a good, you know, he's getting so, so much more control of the games and attacking areas. Um, I think his work rate's fantastic. Is he always as good on the ball as I would like him to be? No, but you know, there's, there's some pros and cons with everybody. And I think what he's offering to the team is enough that he should be recognized as a, a definite starter at the moment. If I look at Lavia, I, I wouldn't put him in this team ahead of Fernandez, Gallagher and Caicedo at the moment. So I don't think it's as straightforward as he goes directly in. Um, and obviously we've got Ugo Chukwu as well, sort of backing, backing these guys up. But Gallagher for me, three tackles, three interceptions, one block. He was everywhere on the pitch. 95% pass accuracy. That's I mean, he was only second to Caicedo um, by a very small amount. So, yeah. For me, one of the one of the stars of the show. Completely agree. Yeah, I thought he was. He's been fantastic. Energy levels. I think I mentioned him as well. Been like super fit in preseason, looking really, really good um, from a fitness point of view and energy point of view. And yeah, he's he's translated that right to the start of the season, just like Sterling has. With um, been yeah, two of our best players. I think one of the most things I've been impressed about Connor is he's had so many bids coming in. It's been like an auction coming in for him. You know, bid in there, bid in there. We rejected a 45 million bid. It's easy to get your head turned, right? I mean, get your head turned and maybe wait for the the transfer window to to blow over, and then then you kind of really focus. He's on it. He's Mr. Chelsea. He's got no interest. He got booed. He got booed by the West Ham fans last week because he was you know giving it out to the fans and all sorts. He's got no interest in moving, and we should have no interest in selling him. Once Carney got injured, and I, I placed Connor, but I think Connor. I place him above the, the likes of uh, Carney and those players because he's more developed. I think he's had a good loan spell in the Prem. He had a really good loan spell and we didn't really develop him properly last season under Potter at all. Um, he's got, and the thing I like about Connor is he can shoot. He can shoot from outside the box. I think he can, like I said on the pod last week, he can score goals from outside the box. We haven't got many players who can do that. No, he sh- I mean, he's a starter at the moment. Even think about being linked away. Just stop all that. 
Poch clearly wants him. He's a press monster. He's in and around the team for the season. If he has a good season, I think they should give him a new contract. His contract runs out in two years. So, yeah, I think Conor Gallagher has shown that he deserves to stick around and, yeah, just start putting a bit of respect on his name. So I completely agree. I think he's a good warming up. In a game where there'll be a lot of other talking points, he was definitely the unsung hero. 8.1 on foot mob. Uh, much better than Fernandez. So, yeah, I, I agree. Really good pick up there from Chris. Yeah, warming up for me is St. Nick. Nick Jackson warming up with his first goal for us. So well deserved. I think he's been fantastic for us up front in, in, in the last three games. And it's hard saying that when we've only, you know, probably underperformed up top in terms of scoring goals, that your striker has been playing really well. But I, I just think he has. I think he's been great. Um, lots of energy. Works so, so hard off the ball. Incredible runs as well in behind. So much movement. Every time a defender has the ball, looks up, he's making a run. It's unbelievable, this guy. Um, and yeah, well-deserved goal. So, so happy for him that he scored. That was the, the most celebrated goal by far, even though the other two goals were probably better. Um, everyone really enjoyed that in the stadium. You could really tell that. And yeah, got to celebrate in front of Matthew Harding. Really happy for him. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. CF- CFC Central were really good at scout analysts on Twitter. Uh, he said that Jackson's doing everything right. He just, he just needs to not treat the ball like a sphere of lava. He is just, he's, he's kind of, he's fantastic. He's all over the place. He just sometimes needs to calm down a little bit because sometimes he almost leaves the ball behind. But yeah, I mean, his energy is unbelievable. And he's got so many aspects to his game. I was saying last week on the pod, he's a bit more of a Mane. But, you know, the, guy, the goal on Friday, it's difficult not to compare him to a Jogba or a Costa in that sense. Just getting right in there. He's got so many elements to his game and still very young. And if he can refine them, really got a player on our hands so there's already a bit of a fear factor around him they're already backing off and um he's physical we can shield the ball i mean we've joked about his heading if you could get his heading sorted out he really would be an all-round striker and attacker so fantastic really happy he got his first goal i've said in the whatsapp this week i'm not sure if he can get 15 goals i really hope he proves me wrong i think he can definitely get 20 goals in assists not quite sure he can get 15 league goals this year but hopefully i'm proved wrong but yeah Really, really, really good game and hasn't really had a bad game for the club yet, even in pre-season. So, deserving warming up. And if Sterling didn't play well, I think he'd be boiling hot, to be honest. So, yeah, really good performance by Nick. Who have you got, Brady? Uh, Warming up for me? Well, I'll read you a quote from Raheem Sterling. If a joy playing with Mallow, Gusto, when he's inside, I'm outside. When he's outside, I'm inside. We're a great relationship. We're blessed in that position to have him him and Reese James. Everything now, if my warming up is Mallow Gusto because everything's yeah. right. In the, everything's right in the world now. Last night, Ruben Loftus Cheek got an assist playing for AC Milan. He doesn't play right wing back for Chelsea anymore because he wasn't very good there. We've got proper. Imagine that game, and we'd have Aspie. It'd be a different game. Um, mm. We just got or, or, or Loftus Cheek. It'd be a different game. The first assist was quite simple, but the second was a fantastic cutback, go through the line straight to Sterling. He had 88 touches. He won four ground jewels, 96 pass accuracy. Very solid. I think he's still playing within himself a little bit, you know, feeling in terms of uh, in the league. And, but yeah, he can tell that when Reese gets injured, there's always this doomsday thing. Oh, what are we going to do? We're going to be weak there. You don't feel that. I mean, I mean I'm not saying that Reese James won't be getting back in the team. I'm sure he will as a captain. But James, Reese James is going to have a bit of a fist fight for minutes because I don't think Malo Guso is going to have too many bad games. And. Yeah, I think he could be starting for a lot of top clubs and I'm very, very happy of him. And um, yeah, I mean, might as well saying this because he got me uh, 14 points in uh, FBL, but I, th- I, thought he, I thought he was fantastic and yeah, clearly a good player and 
playing against anyone really and very happy of him and good player. Yeah, I think the I think the first half there was a moment where he kind of got shoved off the ball. Um and I was kind of thinking, Oh oh dear, what's happened here? Look didn't look very quick. But I have to say, as the game went on he, he just got better and better and better. He showed so much skill, which I was really happy with. Um I think his positioning was a lot better than it was in the in the game previously. We've got to remember he's twenty. Um he's yeah. just turned twenty basically. So you know, this is a big moment for him. It's a big club. It's a big responsibility. And I think he just got better as the game went on. And I think the more minutes he plays, the more we're going to see of him. He, I think people were worried about well, yeah, what we're going to do without Rhys James. But definitely confident with Gusto from what I saw in pre-season that he was going to be a really fantastic player for us. And yeah, you know, I, th- I think like you said, you know, I said it in, in our chat, I don't think it's as straightforward as... James is 100% starting every game and Gusto's going to sit on the bench. I think it's good to see that he's got a lot to offer and I think there's going to be times where you know we can rotate and feel somewhat comfortable. But Rhys James is obviously still the main, the main starter. Boiling hot, well, my boiling hot was actually going to be Jackson. I didn't put him in warming up, I put him in boiling hot. Wow, Raheem Sterling uh, absolutely dogged. <laughs> well, not dogs, because I gave him, he's still, uh, you know, he was still boiling hot from last week. So thought I'd share it about a bit. <laughs> He's still um, he's still simmering along. Yeah, that's it. Um, one thing I'll say, I was trying to think of. I think last week I said he's quite similar to Isaac, um, and I was just thinking about Jackson. I was like, he kind of reminds me of sort of what an attacker would be if they were like a. Re- I'll try to think about this carefully. He's kind of like a a Kante in the attacking world. <laughs> like that's how much ground this guy is covering. I've never seen anything like it at all. Like he's everywhere, and I've got to say, he is for me first name on the team sheet. Wow! Without without wow. question, his his whole energy is stoking the attack. Um, loads of times he gets the ball. First thing he wants to do is turn and dribble and move forward into into spaces because he can beat people, and that opens up the game so much. Loads of last year we're getting the ball and people are too quick to pass it. And that just means that the defence is still in their shape. You know, we're not we're not trying to push people out of different areas in a, in a defensive shape. That means so once he beats the man, suddenly the space is opened up. We can get people into into places in behind. And yeah, the, I think we're. It's a shame that he hasn't had the goals, but I think generally, even if he didn't score, I still think he was probably one of the best players on the pitch by by a country mile. So this guy is looking like the real deal. Completely agree. Yeah. Uh, I think I said in my warming up section everything I want to say about him. I think he's been fantastic, yeah. Yeah. I think the boiling hot, I mean, I think me, me and Craig were the same one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just clearly Raheem Sterling. I mean, he scored two goals and assists. He generated nearly an, nearly an expected goal by himself with non-penalty or anything like that. Again, he had XA of 0.2. He just... He's just he's just stepped it up a level, and he said again he's obsessed with football, right? And you can tell there's been a mental switch. And Poch has put his arm around him and prioritised him. And the man management of Poch has already come into the fore because he's clearly prioritised Raheem. Told him he can not play a free role, but he talks about in any position he can play, he can be aggressive. Because uh, we usually a left winger, but he's been prospering. Let's remember he's usually a left winger, and he's prospering on on the right wing, and maybe he can even play the ten in that sense. So 
Um, yeah, only had 59 touches and two of them were a goal and one of them was assist. So, yeah, pretty good ratio there. So, just a fantastic game. And like I said before, I really hope he can hit the, the Man City numbers that he hit for us. If he can get... He spoke in pre-season about he, in the... Uh, the media, the media day before the the season started, that he's going to be the, the top Chelsea goal scorer this year. If he can get us like twenty, even twenty five GA this season, it'll be huge for get maybe getting top four to five. So, really, really hope he can kick on. The only thing I'd say is I think we can definitely see more from Jackson and Sterling in terms of trying to play more one touch passes. I think sometimes there's too much, too many touches on the ball. Yeah, not releasing it quick enough into the spaces. I think that was evident on the on the left side because Chilwell was there but on the right side I think we can do more and I think when you saw the goal the second goal as I said I think in the in the in the first section one touch passing into Gusto and then it's finding the space and then it's the cross we should be we need to get into those areas a lot more with more quick like quicker passing so hopefully we can do that as the sort of season progresses but very good early signs from both of them and Sterling yeah fantastic 100% We've been drawn against Wimbledon in the second round of the Carabao Cup, which is happening on Wednesday. First time we've been in that competition for a long time. What do we think of Wimbledon as an opponent? And I guess more importantly, who do we want to see playing um, that hasn't featured yet for Chelsea, potentially? Well, I've watched all I've watched all of Wimbledon's games so far this season. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I know that they are unbeaten though in uh, in five games in League Two, so they're, they're in a bit of form, I guess, themselves. Two wins and three draws, and uh, in fifth place. I, I guess with the, the player, the squad we have right now, it's, it's, it can't really be a much weakened team that we're going to play against them. I don't think you're going to see, like, huge, huge changes. I, I do think you're going to see players rested, like Enzo, I don't think, will play any part in this game. I don't think Nicholas Jackson will play any part in this game. Um, I don't think Thiago Silva will play any part in this game. I do think you won't see what a lot of people sort of are used to in these League Cup early rounds um, where we sort of do a full rotate um, and you say players like Ross Barkley used to turn up for us and all sorts, but I, I don't think you'll see that. I think Posh will take this pretty seriously. Yeah, Wimbledon, they've got their own Jackson. Johnny Jackson, he's their manager. I don't know too much else about Wimbledon, to be honest. But in terms of Chelsea, I mean, I think we hope that I think our new goalkeeper will get a run out there. Petrovic and also I think with Mudrick, I'm not sure if Mudrick might be fit and I think it'd be good to give Mahalo some minutes and just in terms of getting ready for the season and because he hasn't really had, he's only had uh, 55 minutes out of a possible you know 270 so we really need to go and try and get him some minutes and hopefully Nonny can get some minutes get some wingers on I think maybe Burstow will play but like Craig said I think Poch in the past with Tottenham hasn't really heavily massively heavy rotated I'm, I remember him often playing Kane and Ali and all these players and not massively rotating even in the early cup things. Cups are very important to Poch. I mean, I know that um, he actually hasn't won too many cups, but he actually always got... To, we, we often beat Spurs in the semi-final or we beat him in the final of the Carling Cup one year. They usually have very good cup runs. So Poch does prioritise cup, does uh, take into account cup competition. So like I agree with Craig. I don't think there'll be heavy rotation. One player I want to talk about is... Wesley Ugochukwu, I mean, I think he was really good the other night when he came on a really good 15 Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I, think, I, I, think he'll, I think he'll play. I don't think Lavia's ready. I think Leslie will start, and I think that'd be a really nice player. I think, naturally, you might see a Marco Carrera run out and Ian Matson play in midfield. Um, like I said, I, I think those players will play. I think it'll be five or six changes, and I think there might be a, a disaster playing or maybe Gusto will play and players like that. 
maybe Cole will still play. But um, I don't think it'll be mass changes. But yeah, I think it'll be a freshen up in it. Yeah, it'd be nice to see some of the, the players who haven't got minutes yet get a run out. Maybe we'll see Madueke as well. And we spoke yeah. last week, obviously, around Brozier as well. And hopefully get some minutes maybe in the second yeah. half. Yeah, maybe, maybe 15 minutes for maybe a half an only. And I think Madrid can maybe even start the game. I'm not sure the extent of his injury, but it'd be really good to get him some minutes and maybe get a goal and build his confidence. Yeah, we could do a seeing. I think we'll probably move to a... I, I, I'm, I'm starting to think that the formation we're playing in the games is maybe to accommodate Silver more than anything. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Because I don't think he trusts his pace of how high he wants to potentially play. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we'll move to a 4-2-3-1 for this game. And, uh, yeah, it'll be nice to see some wingers on. And, yeah, I guess Burst, Mason, our new Mason, Bursto is going to get a run up front maybe. So, uh, it'll be nice for him. So let's do some predictions for Chelsea Wimbledon. I'll go 5 nil. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm going to go 3-1 Chelsea. Ooh. No clean sheet for the Blues. I'll go 4 nil. Just a shout I'm out to me and Craig. Me and Craig last week's I'm more optimistic. One Premier League win, I'm more, more optimistic than Chris. Doesn't take much, does it? <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know, I don't like to take the same score lines, but I, I was yeah, thinking right. 4 rather than 5 anyway. Yeah. Mudrick to get a goal in this game if he's fit. That's my uh, my little tip. Hot tip. There you go. Yeah. Please bet responsibly. Right. Let's move on to the quiz. Questions about the blues. So you don't lose. There'll be a few clues. Correct answers only. It is what it is. It's time for the ESCR quiz. Right, we've got a new quiz master today. I'm looking forward to this. Like, take that. Uh, I've got a, a high bar to reach. Obviously, Brady does a fantastic job with the quiz usually, but I'm excited to see you two pitted against each other. Um, I'll tell you what, what, I'm absolutely fuming. I mean, I'm usually Mr. Cocky over here. Know all the answers. It's tough times. I'm already feeling the pressure. Not know the answers. I'm. I think I might embarrass myself, but let's see how we go. Have we'll we done any? Pre- have we done any preseason since the uh, the last pod to try and get you in some answering shape? No, not really. Just been doing some, doing, doing, doing a few press ups, sit ups, get the mind going, doing a few maths equations this morning, trying to get the mind ticking. But I'm not sure I'm going to be up to scratch, boys. But let's see. Still need to work on your shapes, obviously. So the <laughs> <laughs> the format is going to be: I've got seven questions here. I'm going to ask you each a question um, and take it in turns. And if you don't get it, it's going to pass to the next person with a chance to win a point. So I'm going to go through all seven, and we're just going to final get the scores at the end. Um, so who wants to go first? Chris, you go first. I'll be a gentleman. Okay. Wow, thank you. Chris, you are first. Chelsea Wimbledon on Wednesday night, as we just talked about, in the League Cup second round. When was the last time Chelsea played in the second round of the League Cup? Wow, straight off the bat, Chris with a with a point. How did you get that? Two thousand because I always remember the uh, the terrible season, and it's just the year after that. <laughs> yeah, we beat Bristol Rovers three two uh, yeah. at Stamford Bridge that night with a goal from Victor Moses. Yes, go on, Victor. I'm under it. And the next question is a goal from Victor Moses that night and a brace from which Chelsea striker? This to me. Yeah. <laughs> 2000, 2016, 2017, yeah? 
Yeah, 2016-2017, Bristol Rovers at home, 3-2. Victor Moses got one, and this Chelsea striker scored two goals. Diego Costa. Diego Costa is incorrect. Chris, Uh, chance for another point. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I was going to say Costa as well, so that's... uh... Remember, this is the League Cup second yeah, round. No, yeah, yeah, no, 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 Oh, I don't remember any strikers. I, I, I know it is. Chris, any answer? Come on. Um... Wow, I'm afraid, Chris, you've timed out of this section. No answer given. James Brady. Oh, I, I, can I answer it? Yeah, yeah. I'll get, let you have one more Is it Bashwai? It is. It's Mitchie uh... Bashwai, famous... Chelsea Cup striker featuring in the mm. League Cup second round. A brace at home. Yeah. Don't get half a point for that, no? No, no, no half points. points. No, it's still 1-0 to Chris here as we head to the, the question number three. Our opponents, Wimbledon, were known historically as a bit of a cup side. They famously won the FA Cup in 1988, beating which team? What's a Chelsea quiz? <laughs> this is a Wimbledon oh, related the Wimbledon well. cup winning you got to remember the FA Cup final from 1988 that's what you got to do can you Nothing remember born. come on uh, I'll just go Manchester United Manchester United's incorrect James Brady chance to steal Liverpool Liverpool is correct 1-1 one, yes. one on the come score on. they beat All Liverpool I was two years old I remember they beat Liverpool 1-0 in one of the biggest yeah. shocks in FA Cup history. Yeah, 98,203 yeah, yeah. people watched that yeah. at Wembley on the 14th of May, 1988. And this oh, ma- really, but at least I got one right. I'm relieved. When's Brady back as the quiz master? <laughs> <laughs> Brady, this match also featured the first penalty save in FA Cup final history. John Aldridge had his penalty saved by a goalkeeper who later went on to make 133 appearances for Chelsea. Who is that goalkeeper? Dave Besson. Dave Besson is correct to take a 2-1 lead. He, <laughs> yeah. he was the 2-1 captain lead. that day. Yep. It, oh, he, he stole. He stole, yeah, yeah. you got to get them right. So well, two one. it's 2 and a half one. But, oh, know, oh, my goodness. So no half points. <laughs> Dave Besson was captain that day and the first goalkeeper to captain their side to an FA Cup final win in the modern yeah. era. That the time before being 1875. So Chelsea Wimbledon, Chris, in the FA Cup. Is this number four? This is question five. Five, all right, all right. Chelsea try and try and keep track, yeah. Chelsea yeah. Brady's Wimbledon. not used to keeping track of the questions of winning. I'm not mad. Chelsea. Question number five. Chelsea played Wimbledon in the FA Cup semi-final at Highbury on the 13th of April 1997, featuring a famous goal from Gianfranco Zola that everyone remembers, I'm sure. Chelsea ran out 3-0 winners that day, with which player grabbing the other two goals? What year was this? 97? 1997. We were playing in the yellow kit. It was Highbury. Zola scored a really good goal that day. I'm going to go with Flo. Tor Andre Flo... Is not correct. James Brady, chance to take a 3-1 lead. 
Give me 30 seconds. Oh. He's got to Google it. No, I'm not nah. Googling it. <laughs> Chris got ages on the other one. Come on, this is my time bank. I didn't even offer an answer. Um, <laughs> he timed out. I've never seen anyone time out before. I'm liking these questions, though. Yeah, great questions. Oh, you just asked for Brady to come back. Is a quiz. Is it Mark Hughes? <laughs> is it Mark Hughes? Mark Hughes is correct to take yes. a three-one lead. Chris, you've got to get these next two questions, otherwise you're you're done. Actually, Brady is going to be answering this next question first, so you got well, to research, Brady. Well done. You you got to help. You got to hope he gets it wrong. <laughs> so, question number six: Chelsea won the League Cup for the first time in their history in 1965, beating Leicester City three-two. But since then, how many times? Have Chelsea won the League Cup? Since then, not not including that. Not including that that. Since then, how many since, times? Since since nineteen sixty five, how many times we won the League Cup? Correct, yeah. That's the question for James Brady. Uh, I'm gonna go four more times. Wow, he's absolutely nailed it. Four more oh, times. And they're all in our lifetime as well. Nineteen ninety eight, two thousand and five. 2007 and 2015. So you what, I'm never going to be quiz master again. I'm a quiz answerer from now on. Chris, Chris, that 2015 final, this is your question, was versus Tottenham Hotspur. Chelsea running out 2-0 winners with goals from Diego Costa and John Terry. I'm sure you remember this game. Mm-hmm. Nemanja Matic, usually an ever-present, was suspended for the final for pushing Ashley Barnes over in a league game versus Burnley. When asked about Matic's two-game suspension, Mourinho famously replied, if I speak, I'm in big trouble. Um, which I'm sure you remember that, that interview, a very famous one. His backup, John obi Kell, was also out with a knee injury, meaning that Chelsea had a bit of a conundrum in defensive midfield. Which player did Jose Mourinho start at defensive midfield that day? What year is this? This is 2015 versus Tottenham Hotspur. Diego Costa scored. Look, John Terry also scored. 2-0 winner. Jose Mourinho was the manager. Matic and Mikel couldn't play the final. Who started at DM that day? He slotted in. Not, never going, played there before. Yeah, I'll... Uh, I have no idea. So, I'll go Aspilicueta. Incorrect. James Brady, chance to steal another point now. I'll go Gary Cahill. No, Gary Cahill did come into the team that day when he didn't usually play, but he played centre-back because Kurt Zuma moved up from centre-back and played DM that day. Chelsea winning that day versus an up-and-coming Spurs side managed by Mauricio Pochettino in his first season with Tottenham, season where he controversially started Academy product Harry Kane up top ahead of big money signing. Roberto Soldado. So that's the quiz, oh, guys. Got to say, Craig, uh, very good quiz master. I don't think I'll be getting my title back. and I'm enjoying answering the quiz. So yeah, enjoyed that. <laughs> Might be Chris versus Brady for a couple more weeks. Chris struggled there a bit, I thought. Uh, I think my Wimbledon history isn't as strong as my, my Chelsea, but yeah, I just can get the Could, answers. I didn't so. quite remember the 1988 cup final. It's disappointing. I mean, my age, I'm a bit older than Chris, and my age kicked in there. Good old Dave Besson and uh, FA Cup history. So, yeah, that, that won me the quiz there. Would I, knew all the Bra- I knew all the Brady's, unfortunately. Yeah, that is the, that is the unfortunate part about asking the questions is you, 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 you can sometimes get the wrong end of the stick with the... Well done, Craig. Enjoyed that. Yeah, good job. Thank you. That's all we've got time for today. 
regardless of the result against Wimbledon. <laughs> we will be back before our Saturday clash against Nottingham Forest. For more updates and all things the SCR, you can follow us on Twitter, or X as it's now known, at Eat Sleep Chelsea, and Instagram, at Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat. And as always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be. Thanks for listening.